am super excited today to introduce a friend of mine. She is she's everything that I aspire to be and more, and you're going to love her. Her name is Diana Driscoll. She has a company called Vibrant One Activewear. We're going to link to everything we talk about today in the show notes, but just hang in here because you're going to love this interview. I am so excited to have Diana here. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the motivation and adventure coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Diana, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to meet you. And I wanted to say, if you don't mind, um, for my listeners who haven't met you yet, would you tell us a little bit about your story? And like, to me, you are a total badass. I mean, for y'all, if you haven't met Diana yet, she is, um, she's an adventure racer. She's, she, she and I are of similar, similar age ranges. And she's like doing 24 hour and 14 hour um, team relays. And she's run the Boston Marathon. I mean, this woman is an active, vibrant woman. And I just love having her here on the show. So Diana, tell us a little bit about your story and what got you into your outdoor adventures in life and what um, what got you into vibrant wear? Thanks for the great introduction, Kelly. Um, yes, I'm a fitness enthusiast and an adventure seeker. Um, not always racing, sometimes just backcountry hiking and stuff like that, but I do love a challenge. I love team events, which is why I really got into adventure racing because you can do, there's often a solo division, but for the most part, adventure racing is a team challenge and you have different people in the team that are better at different things. Like one person's a really good navigator. Um, and the challenge is to get through the event when things don't go your way and challenges come up and you have to figure out as a team how to get through it. And um, I'm not the world's best navigator. So I usually <laughs> relinquish that role, but adventure racing is typically with uh, trail running, mountain biking, kayaking, or some sort of paddling and navigating the whole way. So you receive maps and determine how many of the points, the checkpoints that you need to get, are you going to go for, maybe you're going to skip, you feel like you're not going to finish the race. So maybe you'll skip one that's way on the top of a hill to save your energy and stuff like that. So there's a lot of strategy involved and um, you as a team decide how you're going to attack things and somebody's really tired or bonking, you have like help them carry their gear. Um, there's a million ways you can 
help each other. When you're out on a really long, like a 20, say a 24 hour race, you need to make sure that you're eating calories every hour, that kind of thing. And sometimes you just have to remind each other, did you eat yet? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, I recently got into backcountry hiking with my kids, which I've started a blog on my website about, because I feel, just feel like I've learned so much about backcountry hiking and there's so much to know. So I thought that would be useful information. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like I, I have found that one of the things uh, when I do some writing about hiking or, or some of the things that we're talking about, like I'll start thinking about it when I'm out, like, you know, what would somebody need to know? And I'm just like making notes like a crazy woman because there's just so much that goes on. Um, and one thing about like this, well, I guess I have two questions for you. One of them is that if you don't mind at the end, I would love for you to talk a little bit about like the virtual challenges you're doing right now, because when we record this guys, uh, we're still kind of in the middle of all this pandemic shutdown, so on and so forth going on. So a lot of the different races out there and events are not happening, but Diana is involved in some virtual ones. So actually Let's just jump in there right now. Can you tell us a little bit about how do you do this virtually if you're a team player like you are? Um, we are supposed to, as a virtual one, either do the race yourself or do it with somebody you are more or less quarantining with. Now, I have a girlfriend of mine that I don't live with her, but we do get together for runs. Um We'll drive separately, meet at a place, um, do a run together. You're never, you're, we're never that close to each other, touching each other or anything. So I feel pretty relaxed, you know, not really worried about that. And it's just the same person all the time. So I got her involved to, to do these events with me because I always think it's so much more fun to experience all these things with somebody. Um, so the two races I've done, um, so far since the COVID thing are rootstock racing. Um, they have a one called the lockdown and then rib mountain racing. They have uh, one called the virtual adventure challenge. Um, the second one being a lot easier than the first one. I, I, I did them. I should have done them in the opposite order. Um, so the first, the, the shorter one is three stages and you have to do everything within two hours, I mean, two hours, I mean, two days. Um, and you have to do the three stages in two days. So you really have to at least double up two of the stages in one day. And the rootstock racing one is actually eight stages in 96 hours. So essentially four days and you decide the order of the events you want to do them in you decide how hard you want to go, how, um, you know, how much you want to push it. You can do it with your kids. It's really just the enjoyment of getting out there and, and doing all the challenges. They may say like, okay, do a four hour road ride. And I want you to find, um, some ruins. I want you to find a national monument. I want you to find an interesting tombstone. You know what I mean? They f give you stuff that you have to try to 
locate uh, while you're on out there. And then they, um, in the rootstock racing, no, in both of them, I think just a rootstock one, um, asked you to do some geocaching. Do you know about that? Oh yeah. So we've got geocaching too. So That's cool. sort of yeah. like finding the CPs in the woods in a normal adventure race, but you're actually finding these geocaches. And one of the events for the rootstock race had to be at night. And so we did this three hour trail run at night, but you're not running the whole time because we were geocaching too. So right. it really felt like I was out there in an adventure race. There's nobody out there on the trail. It was just us. It was dark. We were looking in the woods for these geocaches. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I think that was awesome, actually. And I want to definitely uh, link in the show notes to uh, to some of these adventure races that are doing being done right now virtually and a little bit more about adventure racing for those of you who listen who don't know about this. Um, so, so actually, there's two ways I want to go. One of them is that... Uh, would you do you mind just giving a couple of your like top tips that you would have for someone who wanted to to get involved in some of this? Like, what would you suggest to them? There, well, uh, there are lots of uh, places around where you can practice navigating and reading a map. Having some map reading skills, I mean, that can make or break your team. Really good navigators are always the best teams. Um, uh, yeah. And it's funny because when like I, I started way ahead of myself when I was talking about um, my adventure racing, but I have four children. And as they were growing up, we were always doing activities outside, getting them out there, um, camping and, and hiking and skiing and, and whatnot. And two of my kids are actually on rootstock racing's racing team. And wow. my one son is an amazing navigator. And my one daughter is almost as good as he is. They, they, and that's part of the reason they're also young, which helps you go much faster, <laughs> but, right. um, but adventure racing is not always about speed. If you have a good navigator, you can do so much better than a team that is full of jocks who just can't read the map. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the playing field a little bit. <laughs> That's exactly right. Brains over brawn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but there are some adventure races too, which are just like little three hour races and um, like introduction ones where you could, you know, you go out with your like, eight-year-old child and just say, let's go find how many things we can find on, for this race, you know, in the woods. You don't have to clear the course. A lot of times, some courses, it's impossible to clear the course. <laughs> so a lot of it is about deciding if you don't think you can clear the course, which points do you leave out there? And okay, so let me, let me make sure I understand something. When you say clear the course, you mean do the entire thing? Yes. Like if you, if you, uh, running's not your forte, but you love paddling and biking. Maybe you say, I'm going to complete the whole paddling and biking section. And if we lose a few, uh, foot points out there, that's okay. I don't mind as much. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Yep. Nope. I totally get it. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. 
So, and it's all levels. You don't have to be like some crazy hard ass. It's just all levels of people, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. And I love the idea that this will go live and pretty sure that when it does, we've still got some of this shutdown pandemic thing going on. So this allows people an opportunity to do some things that they can do on their own or with their family or with their really close friends that you know are being safe and really have a good time with it and still not be like uh, out there in the middle of the world. You don't have to complete all the stages. You can say like, okay, I can't possibly do all eight stages, but let's do what we can. You know what I mean? It still gives you something to strive for. And I just read something on Facebook talking about the fact that this has been so fun for so many people. And we don't know how long this whole virus thing is going to affect our lives. This may be like a a new thing that actually never goes away. (laughs) Oh oh my. The whole, the whole virtual race idea. Oh, the virtual race idea. Okay. I can live with that. (laughs) But no, you know what? I think that you are going to see that being a deal now. Like people are realizing that there are things that like even people working remotely, right? Like more and more people are going to be working remotely because the world realizes that you can do it this way. I mean, you and I, and we're going to talk about your company in just a second, but you and I have both been working remotely for years, right? But the idea that um, being able to to do an adventure race remotely um, opens up the world, like, right? Because maybe I want to do a race in New Zealand, but I'm not going to get there. But if I can do it virtually, whoa, that's so cool. So let's let's switch because I, I don't want to just take up all your time, but I do want to people to know about how I originally found you, which is through your activewear. So you've got activewear, which is Vibrant One. And tell us a little bit about how you got started, why you got started, and what you do. It's vibrantoneactivewear.com with the number one, first of all. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, I've just been in fitness for so long, and I just felt like there were things that weren't addressed in the industry. And I also wanted to... So I wanted to design my own clothing, but I wanted bright colors, bright, fun, cheerful colors. I also wanted pockets that didn't have zippers uh, that things were going to fall out of. So a lot of pockets. I wanted, as far as tops, I wanted tops that I didn't have to wear a sports bra underneath. I wanted one with a built-in sports bra on it, so it's one piece. And... I wanted, it was all about things that I wanted that I felt like this would really be great if you could have this. And I also decided I was going to have the clothing made in the U.S. So I'm having it made in New York. And I'm like, I don't really care if that's more expensive. It's the idea of this. I want this to be something that I can create and do it the way I want to do it. Um, uh, no, I love that. I mean, I, I think I mentioned to you, but uh, one of my friends who owns a bike shop, he and I used to joke all the time that the way that they made fitness clothes for women was to take whatever they had for the guys and then slap a flower on it. Like that. Was, and it's just like mind boggling because we are shaped differently. We need different things. 
Um, we don't want everything like black. I mean, I love all your vibrant colors that you have. And I don't know, I, we will definitely link to you in the show notes, but everyone needs to check out her fitness clothes because like we've not just got vibrant colors. You're right. Like there's bras built into the tops. I'm assuming that the, uh, yeah, the skirts have, um, or skirts. So they've got bottoms built into the skirts. I mean, they're just so well made as far as being able to, um, to move with a female, right? So tell me a little bit more. I mean, I'm, I jumped in there, on you, but tell me more. I didn't, I don't have any tops with sleeves. It's all sleeveless stuff because I felt like there's a lot of, like, if you just want a t-shirt or a long sleeve layer on top, you're just going to throw that on. So that's not really what it's about, but I, um, and the, I would say the tank tops and are probably the, the, the most secure for somebody who has a really large chest. Um, but I don't. And one of the things that all the bra units have in them well, as well is um, sewn in bra cups, just a light padding, mm-hmm. but it, instead of squishing you, it makes you still look like you have a chest there. And when you wash the item, it doesn't, the bra cups don't come out in the laundry, which nice. is always annoying to me. <laughs> okay. And they don't um, pull over either, do they? No, no, but I must say the first batch that I had, this is a pretty new company, but the first batch that I had, I had them sewn in in two places. And in the future, I am going to have them tacked down in three places. Okay. Like as long as you don't put it on heavy duty, wash right. throws everything every which way, <laughs> you should be fine. <laughs> um, but also the bra units are made out of, um, well, the, the fabric itself of the, of the product is a, this Perfotech fabric, which is, soft it's moisture wicking compression dries quickly uh i find that in the past i've had um tops that i would always get chafing under my underarms from them and this fabric's great for that oh really Really? and the bra units the bra units and the gussets the gussets just a tiny little part of the bottoms but the bra units are made and gussets are made out of bamboo fabric which is breathable it's sweat absorbent so it keeps you dry. It's naturally antibacterial. So it ke- keeps you odor free. It's insulating. So it keeps you cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. So I just thought that was a really neat feature. Um, right. Other yeah, things no, like I- a reflective tape, being somebody that likes to run when it's not necessarily light out. <laughs> so right. Really visible <laughs> on, the, on the pants and leggings. Um, but... Uh, and some of the leggings that I have now, there's a lot of pockets on the waistbands, but um, I'm waiting for the factory to open up. So, cause I have a new pattern with a nice cell phone pocket on the leg. Oh, I love so that further down, which a lot of people are starting to do that, but I just find that super handy. I also have some pants on, on the website, which are, kind of a yoga pant. They're like a flare, le- like a wide leg pant. Right. Which is, I just use them for just hanging out all day. I think they're the most comfortable pant. And I'm going to have those made with a pocket on the side as well. So there's uh, different options. Eventually, I, want, I would love to do some stuff for guys too, because I think guys could, I often get that question. Like guys want 
fun, vibrant colors in, in clothing, too. <laughs> there isn't uh, much you know, it's true. It's fun for them. <laughs> it is fun. In fact, I've, I've run into um, mostly, mostly in the whitewater kayaking crowd, but a lot of the younger guys, you know, wearing these crazy colors that they're like, yeah, yeah, good thing I'm skinny because I got it from the girls' section. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I, I met a guy, at, uh, I knew him, but I saw a guy at an adventure race who had these crazy tights with like, they look like woods, scenery. And I was like, those are so cool. He goes, yeah, they're women's. <laughs> <laughs> well, until I saw your stuff, I used to always say that the best clothes were in the little kids department, because that's where you got all the really cool, fun things. <laughs> <laughs> Being in bright colorful colors and, and patterns actually is very motivating. It helps you when you're in a race, run faster. I was running a race and just somebody on the sidelines going, I love your outfit. I'm like, Oh, makes me run a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> I better look good in these things. Since yeah, I you show up at the gym and you're in this crazy outfit. I mean, not to say crazy outfit, but if you're noticeable, you work out harder. You push yourself a little harder. You're not trying to melt into the background, you know? That's a really good point. Like I have <laughs> I have caught myself doing that before. Like sometimes when I'm just not feeling it, I like, you know, throw on the sloppy sweats and and yeah, it, you have a different outlook. You it just and set up in the back of class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not you don't have that bing going in your life. Oh, that's so cool. I am um, super excited about this. So tell me, um, so you have Vibrant number 1 activewear. You are a, a mother. You're a racer. You're a backcountry hiker. My kids got me into that. Did they? Oh, that's, yeah. that's neat. So and you live, where do you live? I'm outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Yambler. So you live in a place that's beautiful, too. It is. It's a little cool in the winter, but we had a pretty mild winter. And I, it's been pretty cool this spring, which, in a way, I mean, it's great for working out. Right. You know, because it's not overly hot. But it also, I think, has kept some of the people off of the trails and out of the parks a little bit. I don't know. I, I always look at the bright side of things. I'm optimistic. <laughs> Actually, I can tell you look at the bright side of things, just looking at the clothing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so I don't want to keep all your time. Um, I just want to let everyone know we're going to link to everything that we've talked about in the show notes. But tell us something. What would you, what would you just like to toss out there thinking about the fact that most, most, not everybody, but most of the people who live in the, listen to the podcast, they're females. They're, you know, they're probably 35 up and they're active, always looking to be more active. What would you toss out to them um, as far as just staying on track right now? Anything special? Um, well, yes. It, right now, getting outdoors to exercise is super important. We're spending so much time in our homes and getting outside, you're giving your mind a cleanse. You're dropping some stress and leaving it behind for a bit and just just movement, any kind of movement, it helps you be more present in your daily life. Even if you have kids with you and you um, 
don't have anywhere for them to go. Take the kids with you. Take go on a hike with the kids. I, um, you know, go to the go to the park and come up with some. Everybody comes up with some fun exercises that everybody can do. Um, try geocaching with your kids. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> it's a really fun thing for kids. I think there's there's much more room outside for beneficial beneficial movement. I mean, I've been doing some classes indoors just to get some weight workouts and stuff, but you can do so much more beneficial movement outdoors. <laughs> and there's so much more variety of what you can do. It's interesting. I think that you get really inspired outside too. Like, I mean, I've got my, I have one of my rooms in my house that I have all the, all the stuff, right. All the stuff I need, but man, if I can get outside and do it, I am so much better at it. I just love it so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Being in nature has healing powers. And I really, I'm hoping that this, that one of the positives coming out of this whole quarantine thing is that people are really going to try to get outdoors more. Like people are out now in the woods, like finding out this is a really nice activity. You know, people that can't go to the gym anymore. Well, hopefully. I don't think it's safe to go back to the gym. I haven't, I haven't jumped back in the gym yet. Um, I'm not doing that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we've got the great outdoors, right? But I agree. I mean, I'm seeing more and more people outside and, and I think you're right. Uh, that, that is going to be something that comes out of this is, is not just people getting outdoors, but probably a appreciation for nature. Yeah, making it a priority in their lives. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell that you and I could go down this, um, be outside, be outdoors, road really far or trail really far. So I guess I don't want to keep taking up your time, but I'm going to wrap up. And I want to say thank you so much for being here. Everyone who's listening, you really need to check out Diana's site. And once again, it's vibrant, number one, activewear. And I love the word vibrant. So I was totally all over your site and there's fun, fun stuff. I, I mean, you know what? Like, we can do a little shopping right now, can't we? So, yes, definitely check out your site. That's true. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness, to transform, or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one-on-one clients, and I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect, and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and bye for now. See you.